Welcome to episode 149. Today's guest is Heather Teschner. As a life coach and a mother of four amazing humans, Heather has overcome tremendous obstacles as a single parent from a young age. With a deep passion for helping others overcome challenges and achieve success in all areas of life, she specializes in supporting individuals with their relationships, career, health, personal life, family, and co-parenting after separation. Additionally, she offers a unique service that helps others break down the walls that have been holding them back, allowing them to experience an amazing sense of freedom. Her goal is to empower her clients to create the life they truly desire, and she is committed to support them every step of the way. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to spread the message and let single parents not only survive, but thrive. Thank you to all my listeners out there and a special thank you to Giggles613 for leaving us a 5-star review over an Apple podcast. Attention single moms, what a great podcast to help navigate all of the challenges we face as single moms. Put on your headphones and dive in. Thank you Giggle613 for leaving us this awesome review. If you like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to leave us a review over an Apple podcast to help spread the message, make the podcast available worldwide and help single parents thrive. I host another podcast entitled Reclaim Your Life with Irina, where real people share extraordinary stories of overcoming life's trials and experiencing transformative wake-up moments. Explore the intertwined dimensions of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Authentic conversations reveal how these individuals reclaim their lives, offering inspiration and empowerment. Discover the resilience of the human spirit and the path to true happiness. The whole idea behind the podcast is to bring back hope. No matter how dire the circumstances, it is still possible to change your life for the better. As I often say, you only one decision away from reclaiming your life. On the podcast, I interview individuals from all walks of life who had a transformative experience, a wake-up call that suddenly changed the trajectory of where their life was going. They realized however they were living wasn't working and they needed to make certain changes. I also share personal tools, tips and techniques and practices that I've used along my journey of reclaiming my life. If you have somebody in your life who needs a ray of hope, be sure to share this podcast with them. It is available on all the podcasting platforms as well as YouTube handle Happiness Academy underscore. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast. On December 9, 2022, Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, 
Single Parent Success Stories, Stories of Accomplishments, Challenges and Breakthroughs of Single Parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and a reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design. If you like to get a copy of the book, please follow links in the episode notes. All proceeds are going to the Kinship Charity. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is Heather Teschner. She's a life coach and a mother of four amazing humans. She overcame tremendous obstacles as a single parent from a young age. Is a deep passion for helping others overcome challenges and achieve success in all aspects of life. She specializes in supporting individuals with their relationships, career, health, personal life, family, and co-parenting after separation. Welcome, Heather. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So please share with us, how did you become a single parent? I've been a single parent for a very long time, off and on. I started as a single mom when I was 16 years old um, through an unplanned pregnancy uh, that was not by choice. And, um, you know, went through that time with, you know, where am I going to live now? Uh, because at the time I didn't live at home with my parents. Um, so I, you know, my big struggle at that point was, you know, where am I going to live? Where am I going to raise my daughter? How am I going to raise my daughter? Because I didn't have a job and I was still in high school. Um, so we found a way for me to finish high school in a non-traditional way and um, uh, eventually went back to go live home with my mom. Um, fast forward a little bit, I, I bounced around. Well, I didn't want to live with my mom. There was a, my mom's boyfriend was not the greatest um, and we did not get along at all. So I took every opportunity I could to move out and move in with anybody else. So many new relationships I had, or maybe not when they were brand new, but I ended up moving in with these people. And, um, as a result, I, um, you know, I went through some things that weren't so nice. I, there was domestic abuse. There was, um, you know, betrayal. Um, you know, I was, I was depending on these people. And while I did eventually get a job, you know, when I was 17, you know, I was, it was a fast food place. I wasn't able to really fully support myself. So I had roommates or, you know, live in boyfriends that you know, just weren't the best situations. Um, when my daughter was very young, she spent a lot of time with um, these people who became like family to me. So they became her mimi and papa. And so that was one of the ways I kept her protected before I had her or, you know, after I had her and while all this was going on. Um, then when I was uh, 19, I um, got married. I got married to uh, somebody that I knew from middle school who, funny enough, I didn't even like him in middle school, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we, we connected and, um, 
you know, we got pregnant with my second daughter and so we got married and, um, you know, that too, I was, I was too young. He was too young. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right situation, but you know, I, I had learned so many wrong lessons as a young kid that I didn't know what to look for in a person. I didn't really have that fatherly example in my life, you know, a consistent example. So I didn't, I didn't know what to look for in a man. I didn't know what red flags were. I didn't, you know, just if somebody loved me and said they loved me and we had good times together, just to me that that was great. And that's all I needed. I didn't, I didn't know what I know now. Um, but we got married and um, he started drinking. And so that too became a, an unhealthy situation. So, you know, at the age of 22, I was, you know, out on my own again, raising a two-year-old and a six-year-old, um, two little girls. Um, this time was different though. This time I, I had a roommate and um, until I was able to go get an apartment of my own. And um, I did that for a few years until I met the man that I eventually ended up marrying and being with for quite some time. Um, uh, my youngest daughter's father was the last and only man to ever be violent to me because I did finally learn lessons. You know, I, I there were there a lot of financial struggles, you know, um, a lot of struggles in dating and uh, a, a lot of hard lessons learned, a lot of hard lessons learned. Um, so when I was, so when I was 28, I remarried and then I had two sons and we were together for four years before we got married. So, you know, in my mind, you know, I feel safe with him. I feel protected. You know, he knew my history. He's not a violent person. He doesn't drink. And so I felt very safe with him. Um, again, I didn't know what else I didn't know. Um, he's not a bad person, but it wasn't the right relationship for me. And I learned that later down the road as, as we grew you know, together and grew apart. Um, so we got married after four years. I thought I was doing everything right this time. Um, so that I went on and, you know, we decided to continue to grow our family. So 2010, I had uh, my oldest son. And then three years later, I had my youngest son. Um, but what happened when I was pregnant with my youngest son is there was so much stress on me because during that entire relationship and marriage, I operated as a single parent. We work different schedules. We work nights and I work days. And so we would see each other in passing. And, um, you know, I would, I was expected to be responsible for everything at home, taking care of four kids, taking care of the entire house while working full time. Um, and it wasn't the other way around. So um, I was doing, I'd say a good 95% of everything on my own. And um, I got to where I was feeling really depressed. I, I, I started to lose my identity. I didn't know who I was. I was like, you know, he seems to not even like me anymore. You know, what's wrong with me? What have I've lost my personality? I don't, I don't do things that friends. I don't, you know, I had friends that I talked to, but we hung out like once or twice a year. And so, um, I went on this journey of self-reflection and decided I was going to find my own hat. You know, I'm, um, who am I besides a mom and besides a wife, you know, so I went out on this journey to rediscover me, you know, and, um, through the process, I found personal development. And um, I feel like personal development was the lifeline that I needed. I started out like listening to like Joel Osteen on the radio and um, a little bit of Joyce Meyer, some of her stuff. But then it wasn't until my uh, best friend's brother introduced me to Tony Robbins, not the person himself, but <laughs> his teachings. Uh, he lent me a book called Unlimited Power. And when I was reading that book, 
Uh, there are action steps that you actually take during this book. It's not just a book you read for information. Like it's, it's like almost guiding you through a process of um, different NLP methods and and things to help you get past things. And I mean, I'd had, you know, a person who's had nightmares since I was a kid. So when I tried this NLP method on getting rid of these nightmares about ugh, the Freddy Krueger <laughs> um, and it worked, I became a big believer and I became so in love with personal development that I wanted to just start sharing it with everybody. Um, the following year, um, my husband and I separated. Um, I, I, I was just, I was depressed. I tried finding my own personality. I tried going to dance. I tried doing, um, you know, self-defense. And then I started working out and all of those things that I thought were going to help me develop a personality, I have a personality, but I felt I needed to develop a personality that he would like instead of a breeze together. It became a wedge because he didn't like that. I was doing these things outside of the home. I, I I'm not in his mind. I don't know what his reasoning was exactly, but I feel like it made him feel insecure that I was doing things that didn't involve him, but he did things that didn't involve me, but you know, it's irrelevant. <laughs> um, so all these things I did helped me to grow and want to become more of myself and, and to like shake off this numbness that I had been feeling because when I was pregnant with my youngest son, I just, I was numb. I couldn't feel happiness. I couldn't feel sadness. I didn't feel excitement. It's, I just was going through the motions every day with no real agenda. Just, just knowing that I had tasks A through Z to take care of today. I had all the boxes to check, um, make sure the kids are fed. My daughters have been taken to their practices um, everybody's got to school and daycare and I have done all the grocery shopping and taken care of the house, which by the way, was never kept up with because it was only me handling it with four kids. And oftentimes we had extra people living with us. Um, and just, it was just too much. And so I went to my doctor after I had my son, um, actually funny story. So I, I just gone back from maternity leave. I'd been numb for just over a year. And I had just gone back to work for maternity leave and I'm like sitting in my office and I'm making breast milk for my son because I was nursing him. And all of a sudden I just burst into tears, uncontrollably crying. I had to keep my door closed and locked for hours that day. I couldn't even, I couldn't even finish working through the day because I just, I just, I don't know where it came from. There was no specific thought. I just sobbed and sobbed. And um, I called my doctor right then and there. I called my OBGYN and I said, I think I have postpartum depression. So they scheduled me for an appointment within like two days, they got me in and I talked to this doctor and he is, I would say the top notch doctor here in this area. He not only takes care of like your womanly, you know, health. Um, he also became sort of, um, a counselor to me that day, you know, we sat in his office and then I told him what was going on. And he says, so why do you think that you have to do all of this yourself? And I said, well, I mean, nobody else is going to do it. I, it's, it's my job. And he says, no, he says, you know, here's what I think you need to do. You need to um, talk to your husband and, and tell him how you're feeling. But I'm like, well, I've tried that. And he says, well, try, try saying it like this. He says, us men, we don't understand things the way a lot of women do. So you know, maybe try using these. And he gave me some, you know, some metaphors to use and things. And, and I tried that and I fumbled my way through it when I got home that day. And my husband looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> um, but within about a week or two, I think he processed it mentally and 
I was like, you know, I want to start going for runs. So I started jogging and eventually slowly, the more active things that I did, the more I felt a lot of that, that numbness start to melt off. So I would have like sparks here and there where I would feel happy and sparks here and there where I would look at my children. I would feel the love that I knew I had towards them. And, um, so I wanted more of that. So that's when I got into the dance and got into the self-defense, but uh, it wasn't long. It was maybe a couple of months before, you know, I would have a dance class and, um, my husband would say, oh, well, sure. Yeah, go ahead and go. And I'll make sure things are taken care of. And when I come home, the house is destroyed. The kids haven't been fed and he'd been sleeping. He made sure he was there and they were alive, which is good. I'm glad for that. At least. But, um, you know, it, it got to a point where this decompression time that I needed became me putting off what I already had to do for later. And it became more overwhelming than it was a release. And so eventually I had to give up all of those things. And eventually he started using his decompression excuse to make time for when he wanted to get away more than he already did. And so, um, you know, more depression, more anxiety came from that. And, um, it eventually led to the demise of that marriage. We, uh, we decided in 2015 that the marriage had ended and, um, but we didn't want to separate right away. You know, I've, I have this thing about, I, I've seen so many people who go, I don't know, like at Christmas time around their birthday, just get really sad because that's when their parents split up or that's when, you know, their important person passed away in their life or moved away. And I did not want that for my kids. And so we talked through, okay, so we're not going to split up around, you know, the holidays, it was summertime. And so it was my birthday. And then it was, um, you know, my daughter's birthday, or school was starting and then my daughter's birthday and then his birthday and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then, and then we have, you know, January, Feb, early February was my youngest son's birthday. So we decided on April, <laughs> we went almost a year trying to live like that. And, um, so 2016, we separated and, um, you know, a funny story that, um, so I, I mentioned that in summer 2015 is when we decided it was over. Well, around December, he says, you know, I, I think it's, it'd be a good plan that, you know, in December, I stop helping out with the bills while still living here, just to make sure that you can make it. I'm here as a backup, but I just want to make sure that you're able to make it on your own without me. Sounds like a nice gesture, but it was actually a challenge. It was one of those. I don't think you can make it without me. Let's just see if you've got this. So I take that challenge and I ran with it. And I cut off every bill or expense that we had that wasn't necessary. We had theme park tickets we paid on monthly, cable television. We could watch TV without that. We've got DVDs, we've got Netflix. You know, we I, I cut down everything that I could and um, paid all of the bills for four months with him living there and um, showed him I could do it on my own. And that's when you know, he moved out and I felt empowered. Like that was a big deal to me just to know that I could make that happen. I mean, he took care of his own car and stuff like that, but the, the utilities, the house, the, my car stuff, you know, groceries for everybody, including him. Uh, <laughs> I took care of all of that. And so I knew that I could do it. So when he moved out, um, that had its own challenges, but, uh, I won't, I won't go there. <laughs> um, the, the initial separation was really hard because, you know, we didn't want, we didn't want the kids shuffled between houses too much. And he was, you know, he was staying with family at the time. 
And so the kids are still with me full time and he would just come into the house and put them to bed and spend time with them. And I felt it was very much him trying to be in my space. So, um, eventually we put an end to that and, um, put our house on the market in 2017. And that's when I bought the home that I'm in now and paid off my car and, um, living on my own supporting, well, three of my kids plus the foster child plus my grandson. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you were a grandma. You look so young. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, that happens from having kids young. <laughs> um, I actually have two grandsons. My oldest daughter lives out of state with um, my oldest grandson and my youngest daughter, being a single mom now herself, um, lives back home with me as of middle of last year. So um, through all of that and through all of the the, reading the Tony Robbins book. And at some point at work, we got acquired or my corporate office, we were acquired uh, by another company, but it was an, a, an investor. They wanted to invest in the company and then later sell us. And so they brought in, um, they brought in this program that we went through and it helped us to discover what we're passionate about and what we feel our purpose is. And I went from uh, being what I thought was a shy person my whole life Really what I, I learned later in therapy was I had PTSD, <laughs> but I thought I was just a shy person with anxiety. And um, I, I it helped me to open up and like sort of connect with something deeper in me. And um, I, uh, I, I got to where I was like speaking in public. I'm like talking in front of like our entire company of uh, almost a hundred people. And I'm going, you know, if you try this and do that, and here's what I did and you know, just in small ways and eventually led into um, me becoming like the face of the company and working in learning and development. Um, and eventually I got to help and see a lot of our different events, which was really fun. And um, I really enjoyed that a lot. And I loved my job. I loved my job so much. But then my one day my brother comes over and he says, I'm going to this Brendan Burchard uh, seminar out in California. Would you like to come? And I was like, who's Brennan Burchard? <laughs> I like Tony Robbins. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> uh, so I looked him up and I was like, yeah, I would love to go. So my brother used his extra ticket to take me with him. And that was one of the most transformative experiences of my entire life. I came back from there with ideas about how I'm going to help improve the company I work for and improve my role and all these great things I wanted to do at work. Then a year later, I had the opportunity to go back and this time I went back alone and there, I had nobody who wanted to come. <laughs> They're like, that's not my jam. So whatever. My brother couldn't come this time. You know, he had a baby on the way. And so I went this time to Arizona by myself. The first time ever traveling fully alone to a new state um, to do something like this. And um, it was it was a little intimidating at first. And I stayed at Airbnb with strangers. <laughs> um, but that was I'd say the second most transformative experiences of my life, because I came back from there saying I'm a coach. I came home and I made business cards and I just, I gained so much from that, that I just wanted to share that with everybody. I felt uncaged. Finally, I felt like the sense of freedom that, you know, even though at that point I was still very newly a single mom again, after having not been for quite a period of time. And I just, after all the traumatic things that I had been through, I just wanted to share that with so many people. I wanted to, you know, show them that there is a different way than living how you're living. There's a different way than 
going through the motions and just checking off the boxes. There is a way to balance between being that mom, whether you're a single mom, married and acting like operating like a single mom, or whether you're in a great relationship and you're just overwhelmed with the responsibilities. There is a different way to do life, maintaining your health, maintaining your sanity, having a healthy family and a healthy relationship. And I was like, my mind was blown. There's a way to do this. And I just came out of there wanting to share it with everybody. And I immediately signed up with some, you know, some clients for free just to get me some experience and um, watching their transformations. It just fired me up more. And I just, I had to go for it. And I did. That's incredible. <laughs> What a story. <laughs> Thank you. And there are so many points I can relate to, like uh, the fact and asking, uh, you know, myself, who am I? I'm someone else's mom. I'm someone else's wife. But who am I? Having that uh, midlife crisis, as they say it. But this happened after my separation. Uh, because when you live with somebody for a long time, you start assimilating them and doing things that they like. Yes. And you lose yourself in the process. Because once... Before you were together, you were that separate person. You had your own things, your own ideas. And now you kind of with that flow and you need to rediscover who you are and learn so many things. Yes. Then, speaking of, in public, to your point, I joined Toastmasters and I started speaking in public. <laughs> and it's such an uh, awesome, I think, public speaking is such a needed thing for anybody, whether you're running for public office or just for your day-to-day -day, uh, thing allowing you to express yourself and to become confident and courageous to do the things that scares us the most. They say public speaking is the second most scariest thing after de death. Or It even... is. <laughs> so amazing stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, stuff that you shared about Brandon Bouchard, I was also uh, in 2019, uh, I was just by myself and, you know, people take vacations and they go rest, but I took a vacation and I went to Brandon Bouchard conference. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I knew Dean Graziosi and I met Brandon there. But just like you uh, didn't have anybody, I kind of was cra crazy about power, uh, personal development, and I went for it. And it also changed my life. This is when I discovered that I wanted to help other women reclaim their life after breakup and uh, reclaim their life by living, dreaming, and growing. I didn't know yes. how. But this is what uh, that event led to. This podcast was born and then uh, Reclaim Your Life was born. <laughs> Timing out of Brandon's conference. That's amazing. Yeah. So given this, your vast experience and knowledge, what kind of advice would you give first to your younger self? And the second question is, what kind of advice would you give to single parents who are just stepping onto the journey of single parenting? If I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would do everything I could to empower her and to tell her, to show her how other people truly saw her. Because when I was, when I was younger, I had very low self-esteem. I was criticized harshly by adults in my life. You know, just maybe they meant well, maybe they were joking around, but a lot of harsh criticism. So I grew up with very low self-esteem, feeling like I just wasn't enough, um, feeling like I wasn't worthy of a lot. And so I would go back to her and I would, first of all, I would hug her. I would just give her the biggest hug. And I would just tell her that it's okay. You are wonderful the way you are. You are good. You have so much to offer. Look at this potential you have. 
And I would steer her away from the bad relationships that she went through. Because even, even though going through those hardships brought me to where I am today, um, I still feel like there was a lot of stuff that I, I could have avoided. And so I would, I would definitely help her to avoid those situations and, and tell her that it's okay to feel not okay. And it's okay to stay strong. And, um, you know, that there's a different way to do it. Um, to, to newly single parents now, um, I would tell them something similar, but I would also tell them that, I mean, there's a lot of advice I could give to them. Um, you know, throughout my experience, there was, you know, not only were there financial struggles, there were relationship struggles, there were, um, you know, time struggles, you know, having enough time, trying to parent alone. You know, those are a lot of different things that you go through as a single parent. Um, so there's a lot of advice that I would give, but if I had to pick just a couple of things, I would show them a good way to handle the finances to make sure that they are okay, because you have to have that foundation. Um, once you feel you have that security, it makes things a lot easier. But I would also tell them um, that they are stronger than maybe what they think and that it's possible. Um, I would show them the light at the end of the tunnel. I would I would tell them my example and my story and say, um, you know, there's there's a better way. There's a way to do it without being overwhelmed. There's a way to do it without um, without losing yourself. And I would want them to know that it's, so important to make sure that they're being the example to their kids that what they're doing and the struggles that they're facing their kids see it your kids see the struggle that you're facing they they don't let it on and they don't maybe don't they don't fully understand it but it shapes them and so when you're stressed out and you know you're having a hard time you know figuring out how to pay the bills or you're stressed out and you're going through another breakup or somebody's mistreating you you know, your attitude is different. Your the way you carrying yourself can oftentimes be different. And so um, be careful what you're saying and doing. They're watching. And be careful what you're saying about the other parent because those types of things, they don't make them, it doesn't make them love their parent any less. It just hurts them. So make sure you're being good to those babies. Hug those babies. Tell them you love them all the time. Tell them all the time. Show them as much as you can. Spend that quality time with them. And make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you're taking care of your health because your health is going to be the foundation from what you operate. Your health is going to be, it's that starting ground. If you have your sleep and you have your, your, your physical health, you're eating right, you are going to have a different kind of energy than you have when you're not getting enough sleep. Can we live and survive off of five to six hours a night and stress? I mean, I'm still here today. I didn't die from it, knock wood. <laughs> but you know, to know that if you're getting that healthy sleep and you're filling your body with healthy things, you're going to feel differently. And you're those things alone can help your stress levels. And so you're going to be able to have that mental clarity to focus on the things that you need to focus on and have lower stress levels. Yes, you're so right. I believe health is the foundation and this is a foundation in the live part of Reclaim Your Life. It's about living, uh, doing those uh, healthy stuff because our, our health, uh, it's the new wealth. If you're not healthy, what what things are you going to enjoy? Right. You, because you, you know, and sleep and rest is important and totally, totally get you. And yeah, you, you do get different kind of energy from that. And you have more resources when you are rested, when yes. you're well-fed and you have more ideas uh, to 
you know, fulfill your obligations and to explore life and to make it more interesting. Absolutely. What do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child? I'd say the most important trait to instill in a child is a sense of self so that they can feel whole and they have that confidence while having that balance with humility too. They have to have that sense of confidence, but also be humble so that they don't have, you know, I don't want to say so that they're not too confident. You want them to be confident, but you want them to not be so confident that they're, you know, mean to others or think that they're better than people. So that balance between a sense of self and humility, because that's what's, they're, they're going to grow into adults someday. And then they're going to face struggles. They're going to get in relationships and they need to know who they are so that they know what they stand for. And those things alone are, are going to be something great, amazing things that are going to keep them out of bad situations. So true. So true. Without self-confidence and self, I think it's difficult to do anything. What What is your mission? My mission is to help as many women, men, children, and teens to overcome the obstacles that they are facing, to um, see that there is a better way and to get uncaged and to fully live in their own potential and to raise happy and healthy families. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that mission. What makes you happy? Children. <laughs> Uh, my children, especially, but all children, I love kids of all ages, but especially when they're teeny tiny, um, children make me happy. They have this joy that's just by nature. They're just joyful. They're just born that way. They're they're You can get around them and I just can't help but smile. I just want to hold them and talk to them and teach them and show them things. Um, but the other thing that brings me a lot of joy is when I'm working with a client um, and they get their breakthrough seeing, you know, that aha moment and then seeing the progress that they make um, after they have that aha moment and watch them just, I don't know, it's it's almost like they kick it into high gear. Their, their, their motivation, their sense of, I can do this. And they just, they accomplish so much once they hit that point. I just love seeing their face light up because I know what's coming next. This is beautiful. Awesome. What is your superpower if you had to pick one? My superpower is being able to see things from multiple perspectives. I've, um, you know, when things happen and when I'm, you know, working with clients or maybe I'm mediating between people, um, I'm able to see things from another person's perspective and to help other people see things from a new perspective also. And from that comes connection. Indeed, this is a great superpower to have, <laughs> ability to see, you know, walk in other people's shoes and yes. kind of understand a little bit where they are coming from. That's amazing. Thank you. Are there any fun projects that you're working on that you would like to share? Uh, yes, I'm actually working on a podcast of my own. Um, it's not up and running yet, but it's going to be called The Balanced Mom. And this is going to be where I share... Um, you know, some struggles that I've been through and some things that I did to overcome it. But also I'll be interviewing other moms to find out what they do and have done to overcome the challenges that they face so that they can maintain balance in their life. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> balance is the key word. Yes. <laughs> you know, keeping all balls up in the air without <laughs> having everything dropped. 
What's up? Is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to share? That is a great question. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Awesome. If people would like to connect with you, learn more about you, where would they go? I can be found on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, all as Heather Michelle Life Coach. Um, I use Facebook and Instagram more, but um, a lot is to come on YouTube and TikTok. Awesome. Awesome. We will include everything in episode notes. Are there any final words? What do we want people to remember you by? I want you to remember that even though I started as a very young teenager in some of the most impossible situations, I've been through probably a lot more than um, what the average person goes through in terms of um, abuse and struggle. I am where I am today because of personal development and because I had somebody show me that there's a different way. I had somebody show me that there is something more inside for me to, to pull from, to pull myself out of where I am, to feel now fulfilled, happy, in a healthy relationship with healthy kids. And if I can do it, you definitely can too. Awesome. I love that. So beautiful. And you're so right about personal development. There are many things when we grow up, we don't even know that we don't know. And through, through our life, we discover, and I think personal development allows us to kind of open the door, open the little crack into ourselves, and find out all those things that make us tick, all those things that we don't want to share with others, maybe we are too afraid, but allows us an opportunity to kind of peek at it and see, see what's possible. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom. I loved having you. I think we can talk for hours with you. <laughs> Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much for having me. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you because you are limitless. Thank you.